Hello, 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 and a warm welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Taylor. And I'm Victoria, and this is Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. Just so everyone knows, we're recording this, what, the week before Thanksgiving, and we both work in the food service industry, so <laughs> holidays, <laughs> oof. <laughs> long nights, that's, long mornings. That's all I got is a big old oof. oof. In a who? But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> darling, let's go ahead, let's hit it hard. We are on episode three of Charmed and Dangerous, woo! Woohoo! Thank you for not morphing, which I think is not their strongest, uh, not their strongest title, but also not their strongest episode, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to start off, well, you're going to hear Thackeray, my cat, playing with some toys, and I'm so sorry about that. Don't be sorry. I'm not going to take it away from him. No, he needs the stimuli. Um, but yeah, we're going to start off our episode talking about the bad guys like we did last time. I think that's going to be the general, um, outline that we start to go with unless Mm -hmm. someone says that they absolutely hate it. But yeah, so this episode I think is our first view of demons. They're not called demons, but I think they're our first demons of the the series. Yeah, and to be very honest, like, unfortunately they're kind of underwhelming. Demons. Bro, this whole episode is kind of underwhelming, and that hurts me to say as, like, a devout fan of this show. Yeah. Thankfully, we're not, like, a roast podcast, because I would go all in on this one, but, uh... Oh, girl, I'm not afraid of a little roasting. A little, a little mired browning. Oh, Thackeray. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so we've got... Marshall, Fritz, and Cinda, which I definitely thought was going to be short for Lucinda, but it's definitely just Cinda, which I think is why nobody remembers it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they are new neighbors of the Hallowell sisters, and it turns out they're shapeshifters, but they're really, really bad at their jobs. And also horrible at interior decorating, and not very good at throwing parties. Yeah, they're just all around pretty pretty shitty like <laughs> yeah. they're, not, they're not good um but yeah uh those are our big bads uh they are attempting to steal the book of shadows from the sisters because they want all the power that comes with it uh but which is on them yeah it's it's pretty cute of them because like that's not yeah. how that shit works this is uh the first episode that we actually see the book of shadows essentially starting to defend itself Mm -hmm. um which is kind of cool that they decided to bring in that aspect of it but then obviously they fail um pretty spectacularly yep they actually got a little bit further than i thought they would because they're really not good at hiding but no yeah 
And then uh, do you want to talk about Victor a little bit? Oh, would I love to. Yeah, so Victor, we're considering a bad character as well. Uh, We find out pretty early on in the episode that he is the sister's father. Um, What's really bad about him, however, is that he is portrayed as an absentee dad. Um, We don't like absentee dads, you know. Everybody's got to... (laughs) Boo to absentee fathers. Uh, (laughs) Boo! Um, Everybody boo with us. I don't care if you're listening at work. Just let out a real big boo. Boo, absentee fathers. Uh, And in this episode, he's played by Tony Dennison. And this is actually the only episode he's played by Tony Dennison, who is uh, smoking hot, but uh, unfortunately rather oily in this characterization. Uh, And (laughs) he's later played by James Reed, who we love and who is much more of a fatherly figure. Um, oh, I have a fun fact. I have a fun okay. fact. Give me a uh, fun oh, fact time. I want the mic. Yeah. I want the mic. Okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually, Tony Dennison only played Victor for one episode because the creators of Charmed actually thought that he appeared as more of a love interest than a father. They didn't think he looked like a dad, which is like... True, I mean, like, maybe, uh, like, a daddy potential. But uh, he doesn't look like a father, not at all. Um, no, he and doesn't. so that's actually why Tony Dennison doesn't play Victor um, after episode three of Charmed. Oh my goodness, see, I didn't know that, but I totally understand it. Like, that scene yeah, where... He's, he's a fox, dude. He's, yeah. like, hot. He's getting, like, rubbed down by that lady, and you're like, ooh. Okay, then... wait, hold on. Quick, quick little brief little detour here okay so phoebe when she first meets victor he's getting a massage in his hotel room and this is the most awkward scene ever yeah oh my god she walks in he's getting all oily rubbed down by this hot ass lady and then she's like oh hey dad What's up? Oh, but it's me. no, 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 no! It's your girl. <laughs> it's your girl. Your your youngest daughter. Uh, no, I would like to put this right on the train tracks. She walks in to him getting rubbed down by this woman that's probably her age, mm-hmm. and she leads with "Daddy," and you're like, <laughs> like. Sorry for uh, headphone listeners that probably yeah, just rip headphone users. <laughs> that probably just ripped your head off. Uh, but I mean, I remember I watched that scene and I was like, "Oh, baby, no!" Yeah, it's Ooh, not a no. not a good look, not a good moment. It's not a good moment, and it's so awkward. Uh, yeah. You know, moving on from that, let's yeah. let's just go straight into the most important scenes because uh, we've got. Got a lot to cover today. Hell yeah! I wanna, I wanna start this one. Okay, okay go ahead. Uh, so one of the first important scenes that we see is very important because the character development type thing. We see the sisters about to go to a party at their new across the street neighbors, um, and Prue's like, "Man, I have to work. I'm old. I'm cranky. Man, <laughs> like me. A mood. Thanks, <laughs> pa- thanks, bro. Um, but <laughs> but they eventually get her to like just go, and they're like, "Come on, we have to stay for just a little bit longer. It wouldn't be good if we left." Yada yada. And then she's like, "What the hell is going on?" And they're like, "Uh." And then Andy shows up, and they're like, "Bye, here he is." <laughs> they're like over here trying so hard to get Prue laid, dude. Yes. It is so 
fucking funny. I mean, that's like big sister energy right there, you know? Like, not like big as in older, but like large amounts of sister energy. <laughs> like. Yeah. No, like, um, I, so I was listening to this at work. Um, I actually did watch it when I got home from work, too. So uh, anybody that's been listening, uh, don't come at me. I did actually watch this episode. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> but I was listening to it at work, and um, it's... <laughs> She basically just, like, at every turn is shutting Andy down. And I made a comment to myself, and I was like, man, at this at this rate, Prue's never going to get laid. And, like, about ten seconds later, my coworker Cody turns around and goes, what did you just say? <laughs> and I was like, nothing. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, she... You know, she's so obsessed about how being a witch is going to not let her be dating Andy. And I was like, bitch, relax. You don't gotta know. <laughs> also, uh, last episode we discussed how sometimes Andy does things, and the more that I watch this show, the more that I surely, slowly but surely realize that uh, Taylor's always right, uh, which is... Amen, brother! <laughs> brother. Uh... <laughs> But uh, I was watching this episode and Andy makes a quip because he's like, I've got two tickets to the game. Do you want to, like, watch it with me? And if you're No, like, no, 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 no. He says, he says, uh, I was getting there. <laughs> oh, okay. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have to reshoot this. <laughs> okay. So Andy is basically like, do you want to, like, go to the game? And then he takes a moment and he's like, well, like, if you're interested and Prue immediately is like, uh, did you see how they were, like, creamed last season? Da -da -da -da, and, like, throws back, like, some very basic sports knowledge. And Andy's yeah, like, I... impressive. And I was like, boy, if you don't stop! Like... Oh, yeah. No, I... <laughs> and it's just so 90s. I don't 90s. like Prue. I don't like Prue, but she's so good at clapping back at these sexist ass men in this show. I know. And I live for it. Ugh. And it's just like, I. it's very 90s writing, you know? And you, oh, for sure. And it's just like, you don't think a girl has ever, like, I don't know, watched a sport before? Like, where does the hey. ball go? Like, <laughs> Sports ball, yay! Yay! Woo. <laughs> Me during football season. Yeah, woo for sports, boo for absentee dads. <laughs> if you're at work right now, let out a good woo for sports ball. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. We're both so tired. <laughs> this is gonna be one of the funniest episodes for one of the least funny actual episodes. <laughs> oh my god, so true. Anyways, um. Moving on from that, yeah, uh, the sisters are trying to get Prue and Andy to, to bang, and it's yeah. pretty great. Uh <laughs> and speaking of Prue, uh, we see her at her other occupation, other than uh, dating Andy, and, <laughs> <laughs> and she is uh, doing her little uh, art appraisal thingamajig and living her life, and then this man- She out here- She out here making that money- Being a boss. <laughs> yeah, making that money in her corner office. Also, I was watching that scene, and I was like, when did she get hired? How did she set up this office so quickly? Like, 
look at all these, like, did someone yeah, pre-set up this office? Like, What is the time skip from her, from episode two to episode three? That's what I want to know, because, like, girl, it, it, like, really skips, because she has a whole-ass office at Buckland's now. Yeah. Like, and, like, we didn't it, even know if she got hired or not, like. I mean, like, we kind of assumed she did, but, yeah, it never got, like, outright, like, We never saw her take that call. Hired. And then now she has, like, a corner office, and she's got, like, also... God damn it, I've never thought of this before. Fuck you, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, like, it cracks me up, too, because it's, like, it doesn't feel very Prue. No. The office doesn't feel Prue at all, so I wonder if it was, like, somebody else's office, and they just put her in there. (laughs) Like, but that would be brutal. But anywho, so this handsome, handsome man shows up and is, like... I uh, went to the appraiser, da, 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 and Prue's like, why don't you go get it appraised? <laughs> Which is hysterical. And he's like, I don't know, I was told that you could do it. And then he, like, gives her this ring, and she goes off, and she's like, I think it's Egyptian, da, 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 da. And it's, it's like, it's very well done, you know? Like, I'm not yeah, doing Prue a- Prue has, like, an absurd amount of knowledge about random shit that nobody cares about. Well, considering that she's an appraiser, I think that it's relatively she's, related she's to her job. She's not an appraiser. She's actually... I don't know. What is she? What is she, Taylor? <laughs> now you can't cut it out because that's hysterical. Uh, Anyways. Uh, anywho, she's doing her little thing. And she, like, looks up and has this moment of realization. She's like, bish huda fuck are you? What was your name again? And he's like, I think you know my name. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and at first you think, oh my god, this is like a warlock. He's gonna about, he's about to like zap her. And then Yeah, he, for real. And then he's like, it's I, Victor, your father. And she's <laughs> and you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, first of all, Taylor, with all your meta knowledge, mm-hmm. how old was Prue when Victor left home? She was eight. She was eight. How do you not know what your own goddamn father looks like when you knew him, when your cognitive memory was fully formed? Like, yeah, like, uh, I was like, like, maybe it's like a selective memory thing. Yeah, maybe she she blocked it out. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) boo for absentee fathers. Boo for absentee fathers. Can we get a hashtag boo for absentee fathers fathers in the chat? (laughs) Now we have to do our next, uh, when this episode comes out, our next Twitter thing is going to be boo for absentee fathers. Yes. (laughs) Anyways. Um, But yeah, so we see, um, we see Prue basically tell Victor that he can fuck off and like he can stay out of their lives. And he's like, well, I'm staying at this fancy hotel because i'm a fancy gentleman come have dinner with me and she's like a bitch bite uh which transitions into kind of our next important scene slash amalgate amalgation amalgamation amalgamation of uh scenes and victoria you are probably way more coherent than i am so you should probably start this one off okay so in this scene we are discussing Victor, once again, and, except the difference is, in this scene, all three of the sisters know about it, and this is a very important scene, 
And actually, I'm just going to discuss it as a topic, to be very honest. Yeah. Because you can obviously tell very quickly that Piper is pretty on the fence, but Phoebe especially, both Phoebe and Piper, were too young to really remember him walking out. Yeah. You know, they weren't immediately hurt by the trauma of that, like Prue was. And... To be very frank, they want a relationship with their dad. Like... Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody who has had an absentee father has had that feeling at some point or another where they want to know their dad. They want to know where they came from. Um, and they want to know that it wasn't their fault that this person left them, you know? Yeah. And it's like to have him walk back into their life is... You know, they view it as a blessing, not a curse, like Prue does, and, right. you know, Piper's still pretty on the fence about it, but Phoebe especially, you know, she's she's still young, especially in these first episodes, you know, she's barely 21. She, she wants a daddy, and here he is, you know, and so it's, there's tension, because Prue is like, do not go near that snake of a man. And the other two, you know, accept his invitation. They go to dinner. Um, but every time that we see them interacting, it's very obvious, you know, Piper is playing her role as the middle and is trying to keep the tension down. Phoebe wholeheartedly wants to have a relationship with this man and Prue just wants nothing to do with him. And those themes mm. are very, very uh, consistent throughout the entirety of this episode. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's constantly Phoebe vying for his attention, uh, Prue wishing that he could go die in a hole, and um, Piper definitely just kind of being in the middle, like, can we talk this through? Can we, like, you know, figure this out? Um, and it's very interesting to see the dynamic throughout the episode, um, and kind of, in a way, how drastically it changes closer to the end. Um Prue kind of, like, forgives him out of nowhere, which is very strange. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But, yeah, it's it's very interesting the way that they interact with him. And, I mean, Prue at one point even goes so far as to using her powers on Victor. And she, like, yeets him across the fucking room. Yeah. And he, like, rams into, like a door frame and he's like dude like if you wanted me to leave you could have just said so and like this makes phoebe really pissed because she's like seriously like why the fuck did you have to do that and even uh even piper she had been angry with him previously because he had basically tried to blame his absenteeism on uh grams and she's like grams raised us grams loved us how fucking dare you but even piper after uh prue threw him across the room was like did you really have to throw him that hard? Like, was that necessary? Um, so it's very interesting to see their dynamics and kind of how wishy-washy they are on um, their stance on him, honestly. And it's very realistic, if I'm being very frank. Like, um, speaking as someone who has um, lived their life with an absentee father and kind of trying to come to terms with that, it's very confusing and hard on your emotions because you never know how you want to feel about that person because on one hand that's a part of your culture that's a part of who you are as a person but also if you've 
made your whole life without them, it really isn't. They don't have anything to do with you. So it's very realistic in the sense that they don't know how to feel about him, you know? Yeah. There's uh, kind of the whole spectrum. The person that idolizes him because they never knew him, the person that hates him because they never knew him, and the person that's just super conflicted. Absolutely. Take a shot. Um, so as a, as a nice little horrible transition, uh, let's talk about the infight just really quickly to be very frank. I find that the majority of the merit in this episode is, uh, seeing how the girls interact with their father because this end fight sucks. (laughs) Yeah, this, it's such a bore. It's not, like, anywhere near what we've seen in the previous two episodes. It's not anything, like, we'll see in the, like, coming hundred-something episodes. Like, it's very something that you can just kind of glance over. Um, do you want me to take the lead on this one? Oh, yeah, go crazy. Because it's, it's literally, like, up the stairs, yeah. get the spell, kill the people. So go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> go nuts. Yeah, no, for real. It's, like... Um, you know, the demons come up to Victor and they're like, we're going to use you to get to the sisters. And he's like, you dumbasses. Um, and he wiggles his way in and gives Phoebe a premonition about how they're shapeshifters and they're going to like, you know, steal the book and yada yada. So Phoebe runs in and she's like, oh my God, it's not dad trying to steal the book. Um, and then... All of a sudden, like, the demons kind of, like, one emerges from the kitchen. She's like, I bread cookies. Um, and, and Phoebe's then... like, <laughs> She's like, save me one. Ha ha, lol, lol. Um, oh, this year's I go to kill you. Yeah, and these people are so nonchalant about walking into these people's home. Like, the uh, one of the other dudes, I think it was Fritz, walks in and is just like, Hey, everything okay? And I'm like, dude, this isn't your house. Yeah, um, like, today, if... Some random man walked into my apartment. I would stab him. Like, yeah, if you're even if you're my neighbor, you don't have permission to come in my house. What the fuck are you doing? Also, Phoebe, lock the door. Yeah, <laughs> which is also a running gag for this episode is Prue yelling at Phoebe for not locking the doors. Yeah, um, because he wouldn't have been able to. I mean, I guess he would have been able to get in because he's yeah, a shapeshifter. He's a demon. He can make a key. But anyways, um, so he like runs upstairs and quickly like, it's so funny watching her memorize the spell. I think it's so endearing. She's like, she's like reading it off the book and she's like, and then she like stands up and she's like, okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And so she comes down and, you know, their dad is there and there's this whole doppelganger effect. And it's so funny because of the 90s CG, you can definitely tell which one is the original and which one's the fake one. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so we see them, you know, struggling with, well, if we read the spell, it's going to kill everyone in the house, including dad. So they, so Prue magics the protection ring over to who she thinks is the real dad, which is like a real risky move. Um, and he ends up surviving the spell and everyone else just kind of melts into, like, molten iron or something. I don't yeah. know. They, like, melt into the floor like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. And it also um, looks, you know how when it's really hot outside and you, like, look into the distance and there are no trees? And you can see, like, and the, it's the waves? Yeah, that's what they did. They were like, Aah! Oh, it was so bad. 
But it was yeah, that's basically how that yeah. ended up. They didn't even get close to getting the book. Like they grabbed it at one point when the sisters weren't even home, but the book wouldn't leave the house because that's that's kind of its job. It yeah, it do what it do to protect itself. Um, but yeah, that's kind of really it for the actual like demons of the episode i agree wholeheartedly that this episode is mainly focusing on the sisters and their relationship with their father 100 percent. and to bring it back around then after that you know they get dressed up to go to dinner with him and everybody's kind of even prue is like oh i guess my dad's not that bad after all and then and then homie's like here's a home video by the way i'm ghosting y'all again I'm leaving town, and I'm like, ah, what do you expect? Yeah. Boo, absentee fathers. Boo, Boo absentee fathers. <laughs> but uh, and then Taylor, what happens? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, I don't care how many times I've seen this show. I always, always, always forget that Leo comes in this early. We see Brian Krause, my main dude, coming in all handyman Leo, and everybody's like, oh, he's kind of spicy. And I'm like, yes, my Leo baby. And like I said earlier, I watched this while I was at work. So I'm like barely paying attention. I'm decorating cakes. And all of a sudden I hear him come in and I had to literally hold myself back from screaming because I was like, because Leo is my favorite and especially like early days leo is like some of my favorite stuff and i'm just i can't believe he's already in the show already i thought i had to wait a couple more episodes yeah it like this is my first time re-watching the show so everything is very fresh for me and i lost my goddamn mind like he showed up and i was like I don't want to do what I actually did because once again, rip headphone users. Um, <laughs> and Taylor knows she lived with me. I can hit some ridiculously high notes if I really. Yes, it's true. If I stretch my vocal cords, and very painful. it's very painful. It's not like a good like opera singer high notes. It's like <laughs> a dying animal under a car high notes. And but he shows up, and I was just like ah, and it was so funny because when they have the cast's names going across the screen in the opening sequence, I saw Brian Krause and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, and no. I didn't even see that because I was watching it at work. Yeah, and I was like, no way. And then, boom, there he was. Oh, my God. Can we oh. do, like, a special little moment here? I think we should do a counter for uh, the hunks of the show. Cause, oh, like, God. I, oh, man, there's so many, dude. Because, like, let's say Andy is one. Leo is like, like he shows up and everything. 1998 Brian Krause. Holy shit, man. You bet your ass if I was his age in 1998, he would be my husband. (laughs) I mean, just so he's so good looking, but it's that it's. It's very weird because I don't think either of us are super attracted to the boy next door type. Like I don't no, really, yeah. I, I don't really think that's either of us main. I'm here for those edgy, edgy emo boys, edgy skinny boys. Uh, but he shows up and you're like, "Yep," and it's like, God, you just fall in love with him instantly, dude. And he's clean cut, and he's good looking, and he's got the freckles and, his and... smile. Oh, so gorgeous. Oh my god. Oh. 
We could thirst over Leo for like 10 hours. So A moment of silence for everything that is Leo. <sighs> Wonderful. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um, but yeah, Leo's here. That's great. Leo's we see here. him for like two seconds, but it made my whole day. <laughs> oh, it was, it literally, I was like, I can't watch the next episode because I have to keep things fresh, but, uh. Yeah, you just want to keep watching because you want to see him. You want to see how he interacts with the sisters. You want to see everything, you know. Him it's lifting so heavy furniture. And... It is so hard to watch this week to week. I have never in my entire life done it. And it is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess we can move into character and relationship advancement, even though we kind of already talked about it a lot throughout mm-hmm. the important scenes. Um, I think the biggest thing that we kind of missed was probably the sisters and how they interact with each other in this episode. Yes. Um, I think it's very, uh, I don't know, it builds a lot in um, their relationship and how we see them talking to each other. Like we were talking earlier, they, like Prue is like ragging on fucking Phoebe for not locking the doors because these shapeshifters are you know, coming into their house. (laughs) Um, And there's a certain point where she's like, maybe let's remember to lock the doors. And she walks out in like through the back door where like their laundry room and stuff is. And Phoebe gets up off of the counter and she goes, great idea, Prue. And she walks over and locks Prue out. And it is so funny and so sassy. And it just shows their dynamic together, which I really enjoyed. Um, as well as, like, Prue was, like, ragging on Phoebe a lot in this episode for not having a job. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that at all. Uh, yeah, there was there was definitely a little bit of a... I don't know. I feel like the older you get when you see people who don't have jobs, even if they're looking, you're kind of like, so lucky. Well, my thing, yeah, my thing is, like, hey, you're lucky, but also... God, I'd be so bored. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, what would I complain about? Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. Oh my God, what would I complain about? (laughs) Boo for working. Boo for capitalism. Boo. (laughs) Boo for absentee fathers. Uh, Boo. (laughs) Boo. (sighs) But no, it's... But there's a little ragging. But Prue does make a point, you know. Those property taxes aren't going to pay themselves, and uh, yeah. and Piper has a job, too. However, you know, to not put too fine to point on it, I just think that there's a little bit of that tension that's resolving itself. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't joke that way unless you're able to actually joke about it, you know? Yeah, we definitely don't see the kind of uh, animosity, detachment. Yeah, detachment and animosity toward between the sisters anymore. It's kind of more of a general sisterly teasing at this point, mm-hmm. and less of like, "Damn, Prue, you're a bitch." Yeah, it's 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 much more sisterly. I feel like they're finding their rhythm with each other, and yeah. it is. It's more playful. It's more fun. And you can see that they're starting to build a support system, even this early in this in the series. Yeah, and for sure. I just think it's really, you know, it's really wonderful because that watching that first episode, I was like, whoa, uh, 
this is some serious, you know, like hatred. Like I wouldn't say yeah. these I wouldn't say these words to anyone. Nevertheless, you know, a beloved sister. And yeah. so it was just it's it's very refreshing and very nice to see that relationship being developed in that positive way because especially when you watch the series and you rewatch the series when you think of the Halliwell sisters you think of a close tight-knit group of women who love each other through thick and thin definitely you don't think of somebody clawing each other's eyes out over a stupid man named Roger <laughs> fuck Roger can I get a fuck hashtag fuck Roger in the chat boo Roger boo absentee dance <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the most of the character and relationship advancement we see is just kind of between the sisters and seeing them act more like sisters. Um, we see a little bit of advancement between Prue and Andy, but a lot of it is actually just the shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've kind of really more or less talked through Victor's um, character advancement and stuff like that. And none of them really have any like advancements to their powers in this episode they're still kind of really new and fresh at them yeah they're figuring it out now when prue geets victor against the wall you know that's definitely a step up from grabbing ye old advil but uh (laughs) although she did yeet jeremy against the wall too she did but i feel like it i feel like when you yeet someone in self-defense it's a little bit more instinctual instinctual and this time she was definitely just pissed and she didn't have anywhere to put that emotion and so she literally threw her dad across the room like a rag doll i agree so yeah there's that but no phoebe definitely hasn't advanced her powers any and other than piper freezing the restaurant also this is before piper wisens up and realizes that when she freezes time she has to leave things alone yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Piper. Flambe. Um, it's called Big yeah, Alaska. She, You're a chef. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she freezes the room in the restaurant because the waiter's about to fall. And then she walks around the entire table and takes the plate from him and goes, Flambe, once time unfreezes. And it's so funny because it's like, you don't think your dad just realized you teleported from right next to him to the other side of him holding a plate? <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Not just a plate, a plate of cake that's on fire? <laughs> like, he says, nice reflexes. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, in the middle of the restaurant, so you do this, you do that, you do that. And it's like, boo, for absentee dads that know all your secrets. <laughs> Oh, that is something that I kind of wanted to touch on is uh, this episode is a little inconsistent with like the rest of the series um, in the sense that he's like, I didn't know you guys had powers. But according to what is established later in the series, they had powers basically since they were born. Yeah. Um, So there's just like little things here and there. It's not it's definitely not their strongest episode. I don't think they knew quite where they wanted to go when they started tackling the Victor angle, but... Um, they figured it out eventually, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can move on to our favorite parts and lines. Do sure. you want me to go first? Oh, yes, please. So, <laughs> this one was really hard because I watched it twice 
today alone and I didn't have any parts that really like grabbed me except for maybe like like at one point it was when um the doppelganger dad and the real dad were like standing next to each other and Piper makes a comment she's like wait a minute last week we had no dad and now we have two and I just found that kind of funny but like let's be real let's let's be totally honest the highlight and saving grace of this episode is the fact that we saw Leo for 30 seconds. <laughs> yep, I agree. It's my favorite part, too. And he's in that t-shirt. Like, oh, man. He's so hot. He's so gorgeous. And he's like, oh. there's something so weird about seeing a man that's, like, fit, but also nice. Like, I feel like that body type that Leo has yeah. is not really... I don't want to say it's not popular anymore, but I don't, I don't see it as much. Like if a guy works out nowadays, I feel like he works out until he's like very, very ripped. But that yeah. like, that broad shouldered, soft muscle tone, I'm so sorry, Taylor. I'm just going to ramble for five more seconds. No, you're fine. Is just like so attractive to me because he's strong, but he could not kill you. You know, there's something very sexy about strong, but could not kill you. I definitely agree, and that's, like, my favorite body type is, like, like, lean and, like, kind of skinny, but, like, muscular. Like, but not in the, I'm a bodybuilder and I work out until I can't feel my muscles anymore. And I count my macros. And my neck looks like a fuck, like, I don't even have a (laughs) neck anymore because it's just muscle. Um, And, like, that's a big thing about, like, a lot of men today is like they work out until like you can see like muscle muscle but like yeah i think the very lean but like still kind of muscular is like my favorite body type and god leo rocks it yeah because it's like ooh, he goes on runs but ooh, he also likes cheesecake like he takes care of himself but he's not obsessed with being at the gym yeah if i eat pasta in front of him he's not gonna be like uh it's not whole wheat you know like <laughs> like that shit sucksy i want you to watch me eat and then i want you to be like can i have a bite of that and then i want to be like yes because i'm so full that you can and then you mm-hmm. don't shame me for it. Sorry, this has turned into an episode about what Victoria and Taylor look like. Look for in men. Yeah, we might have to make a whole side episode where we just gush over Leo slash what we want in men. <laughs> let us know if you want that. Yeah, let us know. We if can you... make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for talking about feelings. <laughs> Boo to absentee fathers. Boo for absentee fathers. Um, Speaking of absentee fathers let's talk about the personal <laughs> game counter <laughs> so last week we st- we ended up at seven because girl they did not know how to hold up their powers very well in the first two episodes. no they did not but they kind of they kind of rolled back this time but i am gonna have to add one at least personally because of prue yeeting good old pops across the room <laughs> uh but i think I mean, unless I forgot something, is there anything else that you would add to the personal game counter for this one? No, because I feel like all of Phoebe's stuff was, like, involuntary, and Piper was just trying to keep that guy from getting caught on fire. Also, Victor was such a bitch for tripping that guy. Oh my god, yeah, he was just out here trying to fucking 
prove that they were witches. And he was like, oh, let me just trip this innocent waiter who's going to kick himself over for it all day and all night for the next three weeks. Not only uh, that, but I've... Homie was holding... Yeah. I'm so sorry. Homie was holding <laughs> fucking flambe. Like, can you imagine cake on yeah. fire into face? Yikes. Good thing Piper saved him. Yeah, yep. we're going to not count that as yep. a... As a personal game counter. But that does leave our total at eight for the first three episodes. Not doing too hot. Hopefully that gets a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can start uh, subtracting when they start saving innocence. No. No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You will always Uh, be held accountable for your sins. Yeah, I'm pretty brutal when it comes to that. Ooh. Uh, Wait, that sounded way more intense Ooh. than I meant it to. <laughs> uh, Boo well, for absentee moving. dads. Yay for Taylor the Revenge artist. Uh, and the Ares. Avenger. And Ares never forgets. Um, the Ares Avenger. <laughs> moving on. I am so sorry to our audience if you're still sticking with us we're gonna move into closing thoughts real quick do you have any about this episode Victoria? yeah Loki it just sucked <laughs> yeah this episode kind of was pretty whack wah, uh, wah. yeah how would you rate it? <laughs> on a scale of what? on a scale of one absentee dad to woo sports <laughs> Uh, probably like half of an absentee death. <laughs> it was not a good episode, dude. They did not. Uh, this was I think not this their is best. The only- yeah, and I don't think I've ever acknowledged not really caring for this episode before, but I think it's because I just kind of glaze over it and pretend that it doesn't exist because it's not the real victor in my mind. <laughs> it's like this episode just low key didn't exist for me. Um, and I think that kind of sums up my rating pretty yep. well. How about you? I also give it half an absentee dad. One of these days we won't agree on our ratings and it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, but not today. Not today. Um, but yeah, so with that, uh, let us know in the comments what you thought. Uh, and you can find us all over the internet where can they find us on twitter victoria charmed underscore podcast where can they find us on instagram taylor charmed and dangerous pod or on facebook charmed and dangerous a charmed podcast or if you don't want to do any of that but you do want to give us a comment question snarky remark really anything we'll take it all uh you can send us an email at charmed and dangerous pod at gmail.com and of course, don't forget to leave a rating down below because we need it. I want to be on New and Notable so bad you have no idea. <laughs> leave a rating. Leave a star. Boo, absentee fathers. Yeah, give us five stars and the comment has to just be boo, absentee fathers. Uh, <laughs> with that, have a lovely week. We'll see you next week. Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be.